everybody. This is Just Sold with Brent McIntosh of the McIntosh Group at Remax River City. My name is Brent Griffiths, and joining us as always is Brent McIntosh. How are you doing today? I'm well. How are you today, Brent? Excellent. I'm looking forward to this one because I really haven't. I don't. Th- I get this weird feeling. I haven't been told everything. I, I I might have set you up a little bit here on a false pretense of who our guest is, and I did tell you his name, but I didn't tell you exactly why he's joining us today. So I wanted this one to be a bit of a surprise because you being the sports guy, I think you're going to really enjoy who we have on the line with us. Joining us today, and this is somebody that I've known for a long, long time together as we grew up playing hockey together. By the way, he was much, much better than me. Um, it's Jeff Toner, and he's a pillar of, of anybody in Sherwood Park will know who Jeff is as he uh, opened up Sinbin Sports in Sherwood Park. And I told you that we were going to be talking about retail today, but that's not really what I wanted to talk about. Um, and I'm going to explain real quickly here in a second why Jeff's joined us. But Jeff, how are you? I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm striving for excellence in a weird time, guys. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join us. And Bryn, Jeff is joining us today because he is one of the backbones of the world's longest hockey game. And I thought that that was something that would be really fun for both of us to talk to him about him, along with, of course, Brent Sake and some other absolutely incredible individuals are responsible for these incredible events and Jeff, you skated in this event this year once again. How are you feeling? Uh, you know what? I'm I'm almost back to normal. The, the, almost back to normal. Uh, that's pretty fast. Was, yep. was this was this the hardest one that you've ever been in? Yeah, this was beyond compare. Uh, for any of the events, this was my. I think I've done five of the seven events, and um, this was beyond compare with anything. And tell us again, uh, obviously, you guys are an incredible bunch uh, every year. Um, we're going to go through the details for those people who have never been out to the world's longest game or who haven't, um, who, who, who've never heard of it. We'll go over some of the basics. First of all, who are you raising money for? Uh, well, this year, we well, now officially we raise money for the Cure Cancer Foundation, but uh, the recipients this year uh, were, uh, it was the U of A. Uh, specifically uh, research towards a new cancer drug uh, uh, called PCLX001. Uh, and uh, being uh, developed rapidly and very successfully by doctors uh, uh, Luke Berthiom and uh, James Mackey uh, right here at the U of A. So. And, and absolutely incredible. And this is a really unique charity event in comparison to almost anywhere else that you're donating money to. And maybe you can explain why. Uh, well, can you be a little more specific, Brent, sir? I'm not really following your, your question though. Because why is it different? I want to know, well, I I guess let's explain that a hundred percent of the money goes to where you guys want it to go to. Yes, absolutely. My apologies. Yeah. So we're, our, our charity is unique. We are a dime in a dime out, uh, meaning that not a single penny of donated money has ever gone towards the administration or support or anything with one of our events. Everything is absorbed by the players or, uh, you know, well, really by the players or people supporting the players. Uh, Money that comes in goes directly. No paper clips, no nothing. Hmm. Uh, Not a single item. Every dime goes to our chosen recipient. 
I'm involved with the Cure Cancer Foundation, uh, primarily with their golf tournament. And also we do a Toast to the Town event, and I'm with you. One of the appealing parts of the Cured Cancer Foundation and all of these wonderful events that go on and and uh, bring funding in, and you're right, there's so little of it that goes towards any administration. In your particular case, it's 100% there. It is there. If you, yep. if you go to the Cross Cancer Institute in Edmonton, one of the things that's amazing is it's great when you get a chance to see a piece of machinery that might be worth $3 million dollars and you know that that's two of your events went directly right. to that. And 100%. Now, the biggest question I always ask when we get into something like this is there's always a personal connection. For me, I've I've had to deal with stomach cancer and it looks like I've kind of come through the back side of that on a positive note, but for everybody, there's always a connection. We always know somebody who is affected by cancer. So what drove you to get involved with this event? Well, if I'm going to be totally honest with you, what drove me to get involved with the event was was Brent and what Brent was going through at the time of our first event. Um, we were, you know, we were planning it uh, on, you know, in memory of his father. Uh, and there had been a couple of smallish events, but this one was was a, you know, was originally being planned on a bit of a lark, and we thought, well, you know, how hard could it be? Uh, that's not, you know, at the time the the record was. 80 hours or something. And we thought, well, you know, let's just do this in kind of in support of Brent. And, um, over the period of time we were planning that game, Brent's wife was diagnosed with terminal glioblastoma, brain cancer. So we're talking over a period of months, you know, this started out as something that was, you know, kind of a joyful event in memory of, of Brent's father who had passed away several years before that to, you know, this poignant, unbelievable thing uh, that really revolved around him, his family, and what they were going through while planning this first event and dealing with, you know, the 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 terminal diagnosis for, for cancer that his wife had just received with a one-year-old daughter. You and, know, and, so yeah. my motivation was was was, you know, that it was just such such an unbelievable circumstance um and as a as a person who believes in building my own community that community you know that that's personal not necessarily business and so that was my motivation initially was you know to 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 help this family and we're talking about brent's sake for those um who aren't familiar with him and yeah, and yeah no that's okay just so that there's no confusion because i i wouldn't want to take anything away from from him and and no. the work that you guys have done what year was that jeff that was, was the, the first, first game began planning in late 2002 and occurred in February of 2003. And how many participants? Uh, 40. So effectively, one of the Guinness stipulations is that we have to utilize uh, no more than a game day roster for an NHL team. So that's 20 players per side. Okay. And yeah. and the first event was three days long, give or take. It was eight, what, 80 hours. Is that what it was? Eight, eight, yeah, I think about 84 hours. So yeah. Yeah, right. A little over three days. And how much money did you guys raise that first year? Uh, it was about $150,000. And um, I don't know that we had a goal in mind. Um, I think, you know, that we, we, we had a few kind of area, you know, a few benchmarks that we had hoped to achieve. Um, we went and we spoke with researchers and uh, different folks at the, at the cross to, to find out, you know, what kind of, you know, if we make this much, what saves lives? 
right. at that. What what can we buy at that price point? And really, we we kind of tried to create a little bit of a shopping list. But I can tell you, we had no idea what we were going to raise. Done. The thing that's amazing about this is how it's grown. And I'm sure while well, you're still waiting for the feeling to come back into your feet, uh, <laughs> yeah. because I, I keep hearing that from guys that I know who have participated in this event yep. year after year. And it's not every year because it's a monstrous event. But this one yeah. in particular has caught international exposure. And I was chatting with Kate Gallagher, who does a great job of helping get the media on side. And we we saw stories in USA Today and uh, all, the New York Times. There was an article. And I guess part of the appeal is obviously trying to beat cancer, is watching you guys set a record. But the, the biggest thing for, that caught the attention of people this time around was the temperature. And it just seemed that... Here in Alberta, Canada, we knew that the temperatures were around minus 25 to minus 30 with a bit of a wind chill, as we always say, a little bit of a wind chill. But it just seemed that as the story went further south into the U.S., the temperature seemed to get colder and colder in those stories, <laughs> which I loved. But, man, the exposure this year, it just seemed like it was right off the, off the, off the scale. It was incredible. Yeah. Well, and I, you know, I, I chalk it up to a few things as well. The weather was a, was a big boost for us. There's no question about that. Uh, but knowing that, you know, we felt that this year we all agreed going into it, us on the kind of director level with this event that, you know, we weren't going to get much, we weren't going to get the media coverage we normally would have relied on. Um, you know, there's people are just too tied up. There's too much going on. And, and so we, when recruiting players and consequently this year we had to re we only had uh, 10 or 11 veterans in this game normally there's only four to five or maybe six new players this year we got through this with 28 guys who had never played in a marathon event before wow. uh, but one of the things brent and i uh knew we needed to focus on uh or all of the directors really was was social media and um, you know, we went out and one of the things when we're recruiting players was how comfortable are you and how willing are you to, to jump into that if, if you're not familiar with it. And, um, so that was a huge thing on top of the weather. Like they, they really fed into each other. And we, uh, we had players that had never even had a social media page, Facebook, none of it, Twitter, nothing, not LinkedIn, who made dozens of live posts uh, you know, became, if not articulate, earnest. And uh, I know that that went miles and miles around the globe as well. Uh, and, and the weather was just the, the added fuel to the fire for sure. So, yeah, let's talk about what was the final tally? Um, how much money did you guys raise this year? Well, I'm, we, we had a, a wrap-up meeting last week and money was still coming in. And we were in the one point. Well, I could be wrong here, but I believe if memory serves, kind of in that one point, over one point nine five. Wow! So approaching, oh. uh, yeah, tracking tracking two million dollars. Yep. Wow. And absolutely incredible. And over the seven events, do you know the total that you guys have raised so far? Well, we were we were in the five point kind of five five point seven range prior to this event. So we we um, we. We earned, yeah, you know, 30% or more of what we've done over all the events combined with this one event. 
Absolutely incredible, Jeff. So thank yeah. you. Um, and, and I can't say that enough. Uh, let's talk about the game itself, because that's really interesting to those of us who are into sports. And I yeah. can't tell you I've ever participated in anything like that. I thought the um, goaltending was shaky toward the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shaking. Shaking. Yes. Um, how many hours did you guys actually do this year? Uh, about pushing 255, 10 and a half days. Wow. And is that the record? Yes. So, so you guys now hold the world record and, and is that, does Guinness come in and, and watch the event or do you have to give them video? How does that work? Yeah, we supply a remarkable amount of quote unquote paperwork for verification. Uh, it's, it's, it's mind numbing how much uh, work goes into preparing for a, a Guinness record, especially on the scale of what we're doing because it can't be witnessed, so to speak. Right. So we have to provide you know, paperwork that, you know, to a certain degree, it's almost intended to catch, you know, you, you to incriminate yourself if you're trying to cheat the record. But uh, of course we would never, ever uh, consider such a thing. So yeah, there's a lot of paperwork involved um, there and then video as well. So we live streamed the game this year yeah. uh, as well so that they can view the, you know, the caliber or, or uh, effort level so that they realize, uh, you know, that it's uh, at various times, not just a, a Sunday skate that people are out there and meeting a certain competitive standard. For sure. And, and um, it, it's, it's absolutely incredible. And I think, you know, obviously the money raised is the more important thing, but 100%. do you get your physical name put in the Guinness book of world records? Do each of the 40 of you guys get your names put in there? No, the 40 players do get uh, individual recognition uh, in the form of a plaque okay. from Guinness, yeah. but uh, in the record book itself, uh, it's just the world's longest game. Oh, okay. The uh, the distinction for us is that we're the only knuckleheads that do it outdoors. <laughs> yeah, of course. Hey, yes. The the one thing too, and having talked to many participants over the years, they always say, and it's usually about a week or two later. I don't know if I could do that again. I don't know if I could do that yeah. again. And sure enough, when you go back to the event, they're there again. It just seems like yeah. it, it's incredible, but the attention you get, Brent Sake is obviously uh, the the he's the lightning rod here. And for people who don't know, Brent is also the uh, he's also one of the team doctors for the Eskimos and the Oilers, so he does get a lot of attention that way. Kyle Brodziak was one of the players this year, played in the NHL, says he just took an absolute beating uh, physically, but man, he just said it was so gratifying toward the end, but it's, I'm always fascinated by when players from the, uh, the Oilers could drop out and give support, they would do that, but quietly didn't want to take the focus away no, from you guys, but it's always great to see how the community, not only how the Oilers come together with you guys, but the, uh, the, the corporate community really stepped up big time this time as well. Did they not? Yeah, they, this time, uh, m more so than in the past, I would say even. And uh, again, that, that had to do with a couple of things. Uh, first off is, you know, we've been focusing on, you know, the betterment of, of the cancer community in Edmonton by building a brand. That's, a, that's one thing. Yep. And that was a hard place to get to because this game is very close to our hearts. And we, it, it, you know, it's, it's like a living thing to a certain degree. So what we didn't want to do was upset the, uh, the feel, the soul of the event. That's a big deal. 
but the on the by the same token, we also realize, you know, all of us realize dearly what a positive impact we can have. And so, you know, that's a there's a balance there that uh, we've been working towards for uh, about three years now, um, pushing three years where we're refining our approach. We're trying to create something that 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 isn't just throwing a few bucks our way every three years we're trying to create a brand that that we can help to you know help our community by helping our sponsors by helping those that partner with us and collaborate with us so this year i think we're starting to see some of the results of that work but the other side of it is when we were looking at new players some of the things we were looking at is you know what is their uh, position in 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 their own community their own network and and that sort of thing and that was huge for us to bring in these, you know, people that were either accomplished or willing to really dig into their network and tell our story. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's been huge this time around is that we've we've got these, you know, and they all have their own link to cancer, like you mentioned earlier, Bryn. You know, everybody in this game has a reason dear to them for playing, and uh, and most of the time those stories are terrible, right? Yeah. But that said, we you know we really got a hold of some participants this time around that that were willing and able to get out. And not that the guys in the past weren't, but these guys went out and told their story and our story. And, and uh, you know, the, 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 we're the benefactors of, of the hard work that those guys put in the game itself and, uh, and the long range uh, goal or focus now and, and prospects for the business community are bigger now than they've ever been for us. Well, you keep raising the bar, obviously, every year, and and um, hopefully that will help when you need to get more participants. If somebody was considering <laughs> joining you, in, in, and I, I would think that what you guys just went through, it can't be worse than that. But maybe tell us a little bit about the conditions that you had to endure this year. Um, I, I heard everything from, obviously, pucks breaking and faces being glued back together. Yep. Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll tell you my story my background obviously with the sporting goods industry both in retail and and uh kind of more the technical side of things uh of all people i should have no foot problems and i ended up we were so busy with everything from ahs to because this year we couldn't utilize our full support group we would normally have hundreds of volunteers right within our you know to help us run these games um this year our bubble was 50 people wow Small. Including the players. Right. Okay. So that said, leading up to the game, I really didn't have time to address my own need for, you know, properly set up uh, new skates. And um, on day one, I got frostbite and played the game with frostbite, which at times was kind of okay, depending on how numb the feet got or whatever. Other times was excruciating. Uh, But probably the the, the goofiest thing was uh, my mask, my balaclava froze to my nose. And when I pulled it off, it took a pretty good chunk off of my nose, which then the next time I went out, got immediately, like immediately frostbitten three or four layers. In. <laughs> so, uh, um, but on top of it, environment, somebody from Environment Canada suggested that with wind chill, we were probably playing in about that minus 44 region for the bulk of the game. Wow. And and how many hours is are your shifts? Uh, four to six. And and four to six. And then how many hours do you have off in between? 
uh, similarly, similar four to six, but you know, there's a couple of caveats in there. If a player is injured, somebody's got to cover for him because we play in shifts of, of six, right? So, um, obviously five players can't stay on the ice for five hours in minus 44. (laughs) Yeah. So you're always picking up slack and you, you, you know, you have no choice, but to be your brother's keeper. So, you know, um, as a group, we would sometimes show up all six of us two hours before our playing time. If you know, to support the guys ahead of us, because now everybody has a chance to stay just a little bit warmer, of course, still trying to social distance and everything else, but you know, you get on the, the warmer part of the bench and you, you know, you take turns. So the guys just aren't brutalizing themselves every step. So, uh, when it's minus 20, literally five players could potentially stay out there for five hours, hey, Jeff, but how, not at the temperatures we were facing. Jeff, how important was it? Fans couldn't hang around this time around so they could do a drive-by honk their horns, that kind of thing. Could you hear that? Oh, absolutely. I'm going to okay. tell you that we had so little, like there was not as much, I mean, very little interaction amongst players, even frankly, mm-hmm. because it, this isn't guys, even in the, even in a normal year, this isn't necessarily 15 guys hanging around a dressing room, enjoying, you know, camaraderie and, and a job well done. You're, you're seeing the same faces almost all the time because you're playing in small groups. Yeah. So, you know, at the end of the day, in a regular year, it's tough. You're looking at a guy, you know, across the dressing room and it's the same guy you saw yesterday at that time. And when you go into the corner, it's the same guy you saw 200 other times in the corner. There's a, there's a grating, you know, aspect to that. (laughs) And uh, this year it was exacerbated because there was, you know, that cold takes much more out of you mm-hmm, of course. uh very few guys had trailers working properly i don't care if it's a four season trailer or not there's very few mobile uh, abodes that can stand up to what the temperature was on the top of the hill above the rink so uh even your quality of rest was interrupted so uh it was it was just goofy <laughs> to a large degree well you know yeah it's so, it's you know, when the fans came, sorry to drop, when the fans came, no, it was just like the sun shone because normally your family can come see you almost every day. Your buddies will come and pick you up in the middle of the night and, uh, you know, friends, family, you know, just show up when you least expect them. This time we had none of it. So the drive-bys were like angels. You know, it was unbelievable. People can reach the Cure Cancer Foundation. It's real simple. It's curecancerfoundation.ca. You can get pretty much anywhere from that website, but as somebody who had to deal with cancer last year, I can't thank you guys enough for what you did. I know how much it meant to everybody at the cross. The other thing, too, a lot of people say that they think that, that cancer is not being beaten, and, and I would dispute that aggressively. What I think what we're doing now, and this is because of you guys, we're finding cancer faster, so we're now treating cast, uh, cancer quicker. I think there's way more success stories now than there there's ever been. But it's just that cancer is so insidious that we, and it takes so many lives that it's easy to fall back on the negative. But there's a lot of positives to come out of all the research and all the funding that's going. And, and I can't thank you guys enough for that. Thank you so much, Bryn. I, I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, when I'm talking to people about it, I encourage them to look at the uh, timeline of our game and the causes, you know, the various avenues we've, we've supported. Uh, not so much to to show 
you know, the big contribution we've made, but to, to track the incredibly positive um, effects that the research we've supported and the equipment we've supported over the years is having on cancer, you know, primarily in Edmonton, but even globally, it's, I, I forget that sometimes myself and have to go back and actually look at that equipment and, and, the, and the, the things and people we've supported. And often in the game, we'll have somebody show up in the middle of the night and say, you know, you, the equipment, the linear accelerator, you know, helped my child beat cancer. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, a local girl, um, Jody Cleveland Perrant in a short park lady or County Strathcona lady who lost her son Cole several years ago. Uh, to brain cancer uh, has is at stage three uh, breast cancer right now and got into Dr. Mackey's uh, human study for the PCLX drug we we funded and uh, her prospects are amazing because of it and that's the only thing you know when we look at when we giggle or feel bad about what we went through Jody Cleveland came and spoke through the microphone at that game and I'm going to tell you personally for me and and I will speak for a large number of the players that made the rest of that game a breeze. Wow. Wow. Absolutely. Absolutely incredible. Jeff, thank you so much for joining us. What you guys do is truly, truly a selfless act and, and one that you should be extremely proud of. Um, you and all the volunteers, all the participants are, are heroes. And, and so thank you. I, absolutely incredible. Uh, you are, you are a hero to me. I, I uh, well, absolutely wonderful. I appreciate that. And, uh, you know what, I, I have to, I have to say that I'm incredibly proud of my community. Strathcona County and Edmonton and Northern Alberta, um, were, it was unbelievable. The support we got from, from our community business, of course, but just the, the, the way people went out of their way to be a part of what we did this year, it was hard. Yeah, it was hard. They had to, they had to drive out there in horrible weather. They, you know, uh, the, the measure of the support is, uh, it's, it's huge. It's unbelievable. So, uh, you know, huge shout out to our community, uh, our friends and family, of course, but just the community in general got behind this. And, and, uh, I know Brent feels the same way. We can't thank our community and you guys enough for helping to support us. It, it might be too early to ask this because, you know, you literally you've just finished, but here, here is, we go. have you started plans on the next one? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm planning to play. Um, I think the players that were in this game, it's going to be hard to dislodge some of these guys. We skewed a little younger and a little more athletic. Um, and um, I think guys want to see what it's like when it's not playing on the surface of the moon. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I think quite a few guys, if you ask them right now, uh, would say they're in. I think most, virtually everyone I've talked to. Um, and, uh, now we're planning for the world's longest baseball game in 2022 and, and, um, uh, you know, looking at some big, big local names to helpfully participate in that one. Uh, so, uh, we're looking forward to, to, to that now, Brent and I have already started talking about, you know, how we're going to do that and what's going to happen there. So, um, uh, that's, that's the focus now. Jeff, thanks for your time. Thanks for your effort. And thanks for joining us at a little community focus uh, today. We really enjoyed having you on here. And thanks for tuning in, everybody. I'm Brent Griffiths. He is Brent McIntosh. And Brent, how can people get a hold of you? They can get a hold of our team at 780-464-0075 or anywhere on the internet. Just look for the McIntosh Group. Thanks, everybody. Talk to you next time.